Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So are Tom Brady and Bruce Arians just fine, according to B.A.? And should the Bolts be worried about Game 6 tonight against the Isles? We're going to talk about all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Bursnick. All right. My partner Tom Jones joins us now. Tom, it's been a while, man. Um, yeah, a few weeks. Yeah, we've uh, we've actually played a COVID football game with no fans. That was that was fun. Was that weird? I mean, I know you talked about this the other day on the podcast. Like, was no, it weird? It, it was. You know, it was really strange. It was because you know, you've been to the Superdome many times, which is yeah. one of the you know bigger. Uh, I mean, it's a huge venue, obviously, and it's been around forever. Um, and you know how loud it is, and we're at the top of that building to begin with, right? And so right. to see it like just, first of all, the city of New Orleans itself is not that busy because everything's pretty much shut down, and and it was just so strange. And they were supposed to have, like, crowd noise, and it was really kind of like, it sounded like one of those things, you know, when, when they when you go to a, you go to a concert and they turn on the amplifier and it just kind of goes. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. That was pretty much the sound. You know, it, it was just. And then they turn it off on commercials. I'm telling you, I heard conversations I was not supposed to hear. No kidding. Um, from the other sideline. Yeah, it was just. It was so. Let me just say this: It's not NFL football. I don't care how it comes across on TV. I know the 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 level of play. You know, these guys were really competitive. They were hitting. They it wasn't like you were watching the Pro Bowl or anything. I mean, they were getting after each other. They all had bad intentions. But um, it, the players, the coaches, I got to believe the league, nobody likes this. And, you know, at some point when they think it's safe, and maybe it will never be, but we saw Kansas City had fans, I, I, I'm almost of the belief that sooner than later um, they're going to put some people in those seats. I mean, I just I don't think they're going to be – you know, because it's unlike, it's unlike different sports where – I think you can play baseball, the soundtrack of baseball, the organ, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey, it doesn't seem to bother me. Maybe it bothers the players. But there's something about football that football players sort of have trouble on a bench with 53 guys and half of them on a different side of the ball trying to generate their own energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I, I for As a television viewer, I, I found it to be fine. I, it was better than – yeah, it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. But again – Football is one of those sports where you really don't notice the crowd, right? Unless the they show the it, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, right. Unless there's a, like somebody throws a long pass, yeah. or there's a punt, or or a field goal, or whatever. That's right. when they you usually have to have a shot of the crowd for you to see the crowd. Right, exactly. Whereas baseball, you notice a little bit more because somebody hits a foul ball into the seats or a home mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. You notice a little bit. More. Hockey hasn't been hasn't been too bad. I think it's been okay. And then the basketball, I watched. The other night was the first night I really watched a lot of basketball when I watched the end of the Clippers and the uh, the Nuggets series. And 
that's almost become like its own stage, its own theater. It's own, you know, right. I've sort of gotten used to, oh, this is what the NBA looks like now. But football, I was really curious to see what football would be like. And as a viewer, a TV viewer, I imagine it's a much different experience than what you saw in person. Oh, because for sure. Because all you're doing is looking at empty seats to see the field. You can't help but right. see the crowd or, or, or lack You're in of. the middle of this right. giant warehouse. I mean, you're in the yeah. middle of this cavernous building. At the top of it, really. Not at, even at, in the middle yeah, of it. On the it's eighth the top floor of it. Of it. Yeah. yeah, basically. And it, it was it was so bad. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, you don't really, it, you know. TV and movies and everything's theater of the mind, right? Your your mind kind of fills in the blanks, you know what I'm saying? But when you're there and you and you see nothing behind the players and and you know just vast empty seats, it was really strange. It was like somebody just opened the the you know the Superdome and said, "Hey, you want to come in and watch?" Play some pickup football. Yeah, yeah play, exactly. It was like pickup football. So I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to last. But on the field. Um, not exactly the debut they were hoping for with uh, with Tom Brady, but you know it. it and I had a coach, uh, a couple coaches, tell me this is like, you know, this is sort of what they feared without any kind of off season. I don't think people realize how hard you know it is to what one change teams, two learn a new offense, and then the first game you play counts, and and you haven't had any contact, and guys are trying to put you on the ground, and and you know you're going at real speed against another team, not your team. Um, it just it wasn't going to go well, and and it just looked like it looked like Tom Brady trying to run somebody else's offense to me. Yeah, you know what I, you what know what I, was, I yeah, what I thought Sunday was like for watching it was it was almost the the convergence of the two narratives that we've been talking about all off season, and they were in contra- contradiction to one another, and yet we we had a hard time with it. For example, the two things we talked about all off season one. Oh, Tom Brady, but you know he's the goat. He's coming to mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. He's had all these weapons: Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cam Braid, OJ Howard. And then they go out and they get Gronk, and then they get Fournette, and then they get Shady McCoy. And everybody's like, "This is Super Bowl might play their All-star home team." Everything. Yeah. It's well, this is it. This is the year to Tampa Bay. And yet, also being said at the same time by many of the people who were saying who were bullish on the Bucks was, "Watch out for that first game. First game could be a little tricky." Now, on yeah. the road yeah. against New Orleans, a really good football that team that is legitimately a contender, and it's going to be after an off season of uh, basically no OTAs, no real OTAs, no no preseason, mm-hmm. no no real reps. I mean, look, you're not going to get ready for New Orleans Saints by playing, you know, catch at Berkeley Prep High School. So no. I don't think we should should have been shocked by what we saw on Sunday, but because we had so much optimism going in to the yeah. year, it was a little bit of a shock to the system. But it shouldn't have been. I, I don't think we should be surprised. And it's I didn't all of a sudden wake up Monday morning and go, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. This isn't going to work because yeah. you know I think it's way too early to do that. That's interesting perspective because um, and it's the right one. I think I think most people tend to think that you know these guys just play football so you show up and throw it around like you would on you know Thanksgiving day in the backyard that's not really how how the sausage is made um and so you know I guess in retrospect I mean you know they took the ball 85 yards ago down and he spikes the ball you're thinking okay this is everything that you know and then and then football happened right special teams were bad they got a kick block um he threw an egregious pick Jameis Winston like pick six um and then, and then you know, try to get them back in the game when they were down by a lot, and they got within ten, and then something else bad would happen. To, so it was, it wasn't just him, 
but but he's such a focal point of everything, not just for the Bucks, but for this whole NFL season. I mean, that was one of the highest rated games. Oh yeah, I think that that wasn't a Super Bowl in like years, you know, for for a Fox telecast, and rightfully so. And the Saints didn't really play that well. I mean, at the end of the day, the defense kind of held them all down. Everybody you would think would beat them. Um, but I, I never got a sense that, you know, I've heard this reaction sort of like Bucks fans are like, yeah, well, it's not a surprise. And I get that. The thing I don't know is, and I would think because they have Carolina, which is a new program, and, and Matt Rule and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, although they played pretty well last weekend, uh, in losing, but I think they'll have a better chance against this football team with a young defense of, of doing something and probably winning the game. But but there is this sort of assumption or has been this assumption that, oh, yeah, they're going to win 12, 14 games. They're, they're, they're a Super Bowl contender. And I I don't know. I mean, I, I see the talent. I kind of think they will do that. I kind of think that Brady will figure it out. But what he's doing is not what he did in New England. And until they, until Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians and him, kind of have a meeting of the minds and and sort of you know script something. I mean, Bruce told me he goes, well, he's got the ball, so the the offense is whatever he he can throw to whoever he wants to. But it's not really what Brady was doing. So I don't know. He just he just didn't look like Brady to me at times and most of the game. Um, right, I and, agree with you. I look worst case scenario for the Bucks for the Bucks is that. What we saw out of Tom Brady the second half of last year when he started to look like, uh, yeah, old. Is he getting old? Yeah. Is, People were questioning his arm. Yeah, and yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, that's kind of what what uh, last Sunday looked like a little bit. A little bit. But Although, we, we, we excused know. it last year because we thought, well, he's not playing with anybody. He doesn't have anything right. around him. He has no receiver. So, yeah. With, with no skill around him. He made some him. decent throws. I mean, it wasn't like he couldn't get the ball there, but right. it, it just wasn't good. And like, the pass to Scotty Miller early on, that was a, I mean, that was a really nice yeah. throw, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I do understand this sort of like I'm going to hold my breath until I see it because yeah. this looks a lot like the Brady we saw at the end of last year. So what if the, the Brady we saw at the end of last year really is Tom Brady? It wasn't right. the system. It wasn't, oh, my gosh, the Patriots don't have anybody, yeah. right, that it's maybe this is who he is now. Uh, but I think it's way too early to say that. The other more concern that I have, Rick, and I know you've talked about this as well, is is the one big fear we had. When we, when we talk, okay, what's the one thing that could – throw a wrench into all this and it's like what if their offensive line's no good what if he does what if he doesn't have any protection what if he what if he all of a sudden he starts looking like he has happy feet which he's never really look he, tom nobody like no quarterback likes to get hit tom brady's been a quarterback especially him right oh, especially and the other day him. it looked there were moments there where it's like there is no way he just looked no totally uncomfortable like i'm just getting rid of the ball and i know i people and he'll do on, that no he'll do right. that he, he will and as his career's gone on you can see it on tape when he sees a guy win off the line of scrimmage, he knows like his guy, you know, and he can't see Donovan Smith, unfortunately for him. But if he saw Tristan Wirfs or somebody in front of him at his feet win right away, he will not stand in there and look down the gun barrel. He's going to throw that, that thing out of bounds. I don't care if it's fourth down. Right. He's not going to sit there and take the hit. Right. And and there's something, uh, while it's something admirable about the, uh, you know, the, the Jameis mentality that he used to have or the Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger back when he was – 100% healthy. Slinging it, yeah. Well, I'm just going to say, or some of these you know, younger generation of quarterbacks who just run around. Um, that's that's never been Brady, and, and that's fine. Look, he's played 20 years. He's 43, and he's still relatively healthy because of that right. style. But there, that, that fear that, okay, what if the offensive line? So there is a little bit of that. The other thing you're worried about too, Rick, is 
man, his team made a lot of mistakes, like bad mistakes on mm-hmm. Sunday. And the type mm-hmm. of things, not only the nine penalties, but running into two guys running into each other on a kickoff. Yeah, it, was, and, it looked bad. And bad penalties, like jumping off sides on, on fourth down fourth when down, everybody's yelling, yeah. hey, hard count, don't jump the hard count, and there goes Vita Vea. Right, like, really? right. So little things like that. And it's not like that was unusual. Like I've, we've seen that movie oh, before yeah. a lot. Yeah, with with last year's team, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of reasons to be concerned. But at the same time, Rick, like I said, if there was one game, if you, we looked at la- at the schedule before the season, and I'm going to say, if I told you, there's one game that they were absolutely like you have to bet every dime like you a have. losers, like a losers pool, like you a losers pool. Like you have to, you bet, have to what, bet one which game, game they'll I, lose. That's right. I would have picked the opener. I would. That's, yep, I think that's you're the right. game you have to pick. And when you look right. back at it, it really wasn't that close of a game, but. I also didn't – it wasn't bad either. I didn't think – I wasn't all that impressed with Drew Brees, to be honest with you. I didn't think – No, he, he – listen, I think uh, the, 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 the secret of the, of the Saints is that there's a reason uh, why they have two quarterbacks on the field all the time. Because <laughs> 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 um, the one guy – seriously, um, I think Brady's arm's okay. I mean, I've seen him throw the ball far enough. I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't see like a huge decline. And the guys I trust – over there that have watched him for the last three or four years say, and in the last three or four years, his arm really hadn't changed. Now, when we get to December and you're 43, that's different than in September, right? You only have so many pitches and all that. Um, but the guy, Drew Brees' arm is not gone. It, I mean, he's not there. It's 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 slipped considerably. And he hit the layup, you know, to the tight end that they had a coverage bust on, and he was able to throw it down the field there. But for the most part um, – yeah, he's just, you know, Taysom Hill is the guy that they hand it to to throw it long. Yeah, right. You know, which was like, oh, okay. Um, and, and here's what was funny about Sunday. So I'm sitting there. First of all, what do you think Jameis Winston is thinking when this is going through, when he's watching this game? By the way, I could hear him cheering. One of the loudest guys really? on that side. Oh, yeah, because there's nobody there. He's eating W's. So, could you hear him eating a W down there? I, I didn't hear I didn't. No, no, no. Did not. Actually, he hasn't eaten many W's or anything very lightly. He's really thin, by the way. Really? Oh, my gosh. This guy is the thin man. I've never seen anything like it. It's oh, funny to want? me. You spent five years in one place, and then all of a sudden when you leave, you decide, no, nah, I need to be about 200 pounds, you know? Right, and you um, go to a city that has great food. I mean, what, Yeah, oh, what's that do they about? ever. But he's not been eating much W's or anything else lately. What do you think he was thinking? You know him better than I do, Rick. What's well, he I heard him yelling doing? quite a bit. I mean, he was really into it. He's th- he was thinking... He was thinking what you were thinking he was thinking, which is, uh-huh, yeah, I'm not right. the only guy that could throw a pick six? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, on oh, this team? So, so maybe it has something to do with the offense, or maybe it has something to do with your receivers that run wrong routes, or maybe, you know, that's, you know, I, had, I could make something out of this, and this guy can't. Look, there's a part, there's, seriously, as you're watching this game and you're seeing Brady struggle a little bit, you're going, I'm, and, and you know the one drive they had, which was 85 yards, and was kind of plotting and run the ball, run the ball, pass on first, you know, that sort of thing. Um, that's not what Bruce Arians wants. Bruce Arians does not want to take 12 and 14 yard play drives. He just doesn't. He wants to score in five or six plays. That's kind of what his philosophy is. So you're looking, you're going, um, is there any quarterbacks here can run this? Oh, you, you number two down. There. Oh, yo, you were with Tampa. Yeah, you're the guy that threw 30. Yeah, but you're still really good at throwing it down the field, man. You know, you're the guy they probably need. Like, there's a part of you that goes, wait a minute. In the, in today's football, especially with Arians wanting to, to drive it down the field, right? You got these guys like Mahomes, Lamar, Jackson. Have you seen these guys' arms? Yeah. I mean, they can score in, in 10 seconds. Right. You know? 
running or throwing. Isn't that the the way football is going? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, absolutely. And yet Tom Brady is going to try to do it one more time, you know, the old-fashioned way. And, hell, even in New England now, they got Cam Newton running it 16 times in one game. That's the other thing, too. I mean, we, I watched a little bit of that game, too. And that I didn't. I thought Cam Newton was fine. He was fine. And they're obviously going to try to turn back into, you know, 2011 Cam. Yeah, he's got to run to be effective. That's just right, who, that's right. his game. But yeah. at the same time, okay, like, look, they played a lousy team. I think a lousy team. The not, not lousy, a team that's building, you know, a team yeah. that's working towards the future with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, who looked like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And so you're coming off of that game. Let's give it a couple weeks. The thing, Rick, and, and I'm sure you've talked a little bit about this in the last day or, day or two, and I know you were, you were on the radio station in Boston. I want to hear about this, is that, <laughs> is that this reaction now, all over the country of people going crazy. I was watching. I'm I'm on vacation this week from Pointer, which is oh nice. okay. So I've been able to to get up in the morning and watch you know the get ups and the and the yeah. first and first take and all that stuff. Right. And just this reaction of, did you hear what Bruce Arians said about Tom Brady? Like this is the most over. I've never, I think it's the most overblown story ever. But I couldn't believe it. Like I I guess because he's been here a year. I guess. Or maybe because I, you know, wasn't in New England when, when you know, Brady became St. Tom or something. I don't right. know. Um, but I went on WEI. I was telling you this before, before we went on. And, and Steve and I talked a little bit about this the other day. But, like, like they called me and, and they were. And for, like, WEI, for those who don't know, it's like. the Sports radio in Boston. Yeah, and it's the iconic station. station. Yeah, they're. I yeah. mean, it's Boston. It is Boston. Oh, yeah. That's Boston radio right oh, there. Oh, that's man. deep, deep on the heart. Of, yeah, deep in the heart of Boston. And he, Brady would call in. He had a show on Monday mornings. Right. You had to listen to EEI to find out what Tom thought of the game on Monday mornings up there. Right. Now you just have to listen to, you know, Jim Gray on, on Westwood One, I it's, found it's, out. So I'm sorry. That's awful. It's awful. And I know it's meant to be awful. I mean, it's awful. You know what? Tom wasn't that bad, though, but Jim Gray No, is. it's just – and I get it. Jim Gray's got to do, you know, it's all – Well, Tom – <laughs> we're sponsored by macy's this year you know macy's where you go to never ever shop what do you think what do you think of macy's Tom? what do you well, think, think of monday i, I, I mean I'm, it sounds like i'm picking on jim grant i'm not i mean it's just the that way is kind of how he sounds it's just though. the way the segment's set up I is that it. not that the way he sounds yes, though now yes i actually it's listen it's like i listen to it just to listen to like this isn't good but it's <laughs> that's why i listen to it well, like I, I said, I'm not picking it. on Jim Gray. It's, I'd, I'd, I'd probably, if I were picked, like you to do a thing with Tom Brady, I'd probably sound the same way. Hey, Tom, tell us about how great you, you know, Tom, how great Bruce Arians is. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, but anyway, anyway, so you you go on WEI, so, yeah. So I go on EI, and then uh, uh, and those guys were all like, uh, and, and this started as soon as the game was over. I mean, we tweeted out, you know, Bruce came on and said, well, you know, I, I think this was a you know a bad bad that wasn't the right. Uh, coverage tom threw a bad pass there and then you know of course you just you know the pick six was terrible was was bad you don't throw it low and inside when you're throwing it out to the out out route and you know and 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 so he kind of kind of you know called him out that day and 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 that's when it started where everybody's like whoa what did did bruce arians just call out tom brady and then the next day he doubled down and he said something like well you know, hopefully we'll see a little more determination in practice this week from him. And then it was on. Right. right. And I don't like, think he meant it the way it. The what way he meant, it. what I what I think he meant, 
what happened, well, what I think you said meant to say was that I hope he he's so determined that that you know transfers to the rest of the team because Brady sort of sets the tone out there. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I never took. He wasn't it like he's saying that questioning that Brady his isn't determination. Determined. Right, right, right. I think it was mis that was misinterpreted like crazy. But anyway, what I found out about Tom Brady is that apparently Bill Belichick never ever in twenty years said one foul thing in public about Tom Brady. <laughs> Which I find amazing to me that that that's the case. Um, I'm sure that he took him out other places, but they as soon as you get on there, it's like, first of all, it's like, hey, you got a nice little team down there to cover, huh? You got a good little team. It's a good little team. You know, as condescending as they could be, right? And and I don't care if they're good or bad. It just happens to be the team I cover. I mean, I could be covering you know whoever, but whatever. I wanted to say, you're not better than me. But, uh, <laughs> you're not better than me. <laughs> but I didn't. And then and then it was sort of like. Are you like so, them apples? So I got to tell you, what is this with this uh, uh, Arians? I mean, who's he think this guy? Who's this guy think he is? I mean, uh, calling out Brady. You call out Brady in the in the public. I mean, like that, like uh, that, that, that Belichick never did that in 20 years. I'm like, uh, well. Um, are you surprised? Like, are you so kept asking me, are you surprised? I go, no, I'm not. I said, this is Bruce Arians. I mean, he had a quarterback that threw 30 last year. He called him out for every one of them. I go, let me get this straight. I said, so in 20 years, apparently if a guy makes an obviously horrible play in a bad decision that results in a touchdown the other way, when you're asked about it, you're not supposed to say anything because it's Tom Brady. Am I, I just want to make sure I got that right. And they were all kind of like, quiet you know yeah well i mean you know i mean the relationship down there i mean you know belichick i, I don't know how i'd feel if christian fourier was on his former players like i don't i don't know how i'd feel about that you know i mean yeah as a player um you know you get you get called out like that in public it's like the for week one i mean there were other mistakes in that game i mean who the hell is bruce arians and i was like you know and the whole thing about it is and i get I mean, iconic is probably if there's a, a a step above iconic, that's what Tom Brady is. Right. And in New England, he's even more than that. I mean, he's more than he's more than Jordan was in Chicago, in New England, if that's possible. Um, yeah. And so, you know, but I had to remind them that Brady chose to come to Tampa and play for this guy over playing for Belichick anymore. Okay, and there's a reason why he did it. I think he wanted he wanted out from underneath that pressure cooker. Now, I can't believe. In fact, I know that he's not surprised by Bruce Arians, nor nor do I think he's very much offended by it. And in fact, Bruce talked about that today. He goes, "Look, we were fine after the game. We we're fine today." I can't. Does it wasn't like he called him like dog crap? I mean, no, it wasn't he just, like he said no. like, "Oh my gosh, this is not what we signed up for." That guy was he was god awful. Right. It wasn't Uncle Fran Tarkenton he's just talking bad about. Bad throw. Yeah. He was just like, hey, look, yeah. he played, you know, he, he didn't play as well as he right. hopes to didn't play. Didn't play like he'd been practicing. Yeah, and he wants to and he wants to get better, and he'll be term, determined to play better next week. I'm not right. making excuses for anybody here. Cause, no, but it wasn't. But they, I'm telling you, I was I was surprised by how surprised they were surprised. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it wasn't was, like, it, okay, let's get, you know, who else we got? Is there anybody else that can throw it? Can we, can we, you know, should we start thinking about our number two guy? Like, yeah. it wasn't that at all. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert's and, warming up on the sideline. Right, you know? and it was. The other thing is, it's funny, too, about how Boston reacts to this because all I heard about last week was, what, do you hear what Belichick says about Cam Newton, about how happy he's? He never said that about Brady. Exactly. Like, apparently he never said anything about Brady, good or bad. 
Well, and that was the, you know, behind the scenes, the word has always been that if there's one thing that, that wore on Brady or that wore on some of the players in New England was it's the old Vince Lombardi line, right? It's like, yeah, he treats us all the same. He treats us like dogs. Right. And Brady, who had, you know, six, he was the only constant along with Belichick, so, you know, nine, nine Super Bowls, six rings, that when they'd get into meetings or they'd get into, um, you know, the, those those type of things, that he would talk to him like he was the backup long snapper. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. there was no, absolutely no difference between him and any do-your-job guy. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And and so what I – now, I don't know if any of that's true. That's just what I've heard and and sort of, you know, what has been allowed to be perpetuated. I'm sure they, they, they have a personal relationship that supersedes football and they've been together for so long and so much of their success is completely intertwined. And who knows – if one without the other is any good at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who knows? Um, I still think that New England, if Cam stays healthy, will find a way to ten, win 10 or 12 games and probably win the division. And I still think that Brady's going to find a way to win 10 or 12 games and at least get in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, this whole – boy, this whole thing about, you know – I mean, he coached Peyton – B.A. coached Pey- Peyton Manning. He coached – Guys that Brady would have talked ben, ben to before he came yeah. down here, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, yeah, right. Before, I mean, you don't. Th- I mean, do we believe that Tom Brady just said mm, Bucks? Yeah, just throw a dart you know, at a board. Oh, hit Tampa Bay, Florida. Okay, yeah, they yeah. Got I got twenty things listed here, and like five of them are Tampa, and the rest are all scattered throughout the league. I'll take Tampa. That's how he did it, or did he do a little research? Did he call his golf buddy Peyton Manning, maybe play a round or two, and talk about BA? You know. Or Ben, or any of those. I mean, of course he did. Right, and I, look, and he put he's putting a lot into it. He knows this too, and not that that his legacy is going to be any different at the end of this. But I mean, no, he but, probably could have stayed in New England and 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 played sure. another year. And no matter what would have happened, his career would have ended there. As and a even patriot, if, as a patriot, and they could have gone eight and eight the last two years of his career, and nobody yeah. would have said anything about it. I mean, he's right. risking something too, so he's not going to certainly not going to go to a team. And there's, I can't imagine he's going to bed. Uh, tonight, thinking like, oh, did I make a mistake playing for Bruce Aarons because he yell- he yelled at me, or not even he yelled at me? Like, <laughs> said, hey, he didn't play. He's a football player. Yeah. I mean, you know, you ever played? I mean, football player, you get yelled at when you're eight years old, and you <laughs> and you don't hold the a gap. I mean, right. you know, yeah. I've se- I mean, this is not these guys are not you know wallflower. I mean, they're gonna gonna melt. They're not little snowflakes. I I just, I mean, he's the goat. I get it, and I and I you know. I know all that he's done for football and in and, and the NFL, and one day I hope to meet him. Except on <laughs> that's not on Zoom. Um, I feel. I like tell I'm you what, though, Rick, it was still weird seeing him in a uniform the first time. Like I know was you've it seen weird? Him in was it weird? Do you see? It I've was weird. Him. It was yeah. weird, man. Yeah, I, he come yeah. out. They show him warming up before the game, and I said, "This is a." I mean, everything. Now, would it be weird if he was in another uniform, or just the fact that he's in the Bucks uniform? Well, I think in any uniform, but a little extra with the Bucks uniform because it just was so out of place. Because you don't expect that in Tampa Bay. But as there's a part of you that I mean, everything in 2020 is so surreal. Anyway, I mean, everything. (laughs) Tell me about it. Yeah, right. But watching, just seeing him, it's it's almost like you had to rub your eyes. It's kind of like you know, one of those. You know, it's just like oh oh my gosh, what what's going on here, and. To see it, it's, it was really cool, and and I, look, I, I'm still excited. I hope Buck, Bucks fans don't get too down and out already. But I, I think I think they're going to be fine. I think they'll I think they'll play better as the season. It goes better along. be Carolina. Oh my god! Well, yeah, no kidding. Right? It's the worst team in the division. <laughs> oh, and by the way, it's quarterback by the guy they would have taken if Brady had said no. 
which is Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I, you know, this is what kills me is that every time somebody changes teams, I, you always hear like a month later, like, oh, we would have taken that guy. <laughs> it's a, no, no, all of a sudden now no, New Orleans was going to take Tom Brady now. That was That's the deal. Who well, was? Drew Brees didn't come back where we were going to get. Brady. Oh yeah, that one I didn't get. I mean, I I mean I get it because him and Sean Payton have the same you know Donald user agent, and and I mean why wouldn't you want to go to New Orleans if you had a chance to throw to Michael Thomas and you know Kamara and you know and Sean Payton is your is your coordinator and I'm sure that relationship probably would have fostered that. But the the reality is is that Drew Brees decided in February. I mean it was a full month before we got the free agency, so. If if the contingency plan doesn't seem like, and look, I'm not knocking, I'm not trying to knock down a story I, uh, that I didn't suspect or have, right? But when Adam Schefter, according to my sources, Tom Brady could have been a New Orleans Saints even as late as when Drew Brees said he was coming back, right up until the time of free agency, the Saints were considering. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> as soon as Drew Brees said I'm coming back, that was the end of that. Right. You of know. It was, so yeah. he was a contingency plan. You know what? The team that, that had a real discussion about him were the San Francisco 49ers. That's Who, the team Brady? that Brady that, Yeah, that's the team that Brady would have liked. Tom Brady grew up a fan of Steve Young and Joe Montana and right there, uh, you know, in in, uh, in the Bay Area. And went to high school there, all that stuff. So, you know, his people reached out to the 49ers and said, Hey, how about Brady? And they had to have, and of course, like any team, you'd have to have a discussion about it. Absolutely. Garoppolo had just gone to a Super Bowl, had a ten point lead, couldn't couldn't hold it. Um, they lost. There's some people that are down on Jimmy G. It seems like they play around them a little bit. They run the ball too much. They don't give them the chance to win games. So they had to have at least have a discussion. To me, that was that was more of a reality from Brady's standpoint of where he would want to go. You right. know, right. Um, but he's here now. He's he, you know, he's Tampa Bay's. He's at Tampa Brady. <laughs> so uh, it's just it's 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 different, man. Because they they did go all in on this football team now. You know, with Fournette, with you know Shady McCoy, with uh, Gronk, all these. Well, that's good. the thing too. Like, but like Fournette's been there like what ten minutes? Ten I mean, minutes. Yeah. He's hard. I, I mean, it was it was almost shocking. Like, wait a minute. They're giving the ball to Ronald Jones to start this game? What? <laughs> no. Like, yeah, because the other guy's been here. Like he's, yeah. he's still like finding his way from the locker room to the field. You know. He, well, let's see. I mean, I'm, I know B.A.'s a big Ronald Jones guy. I would just say that most of the running backs that I've been around in this league, you know, are special. If they're good, they're good right away. And, you know, I, I just I haven't seen enough of Ronald Jones's production to match his potential. Everybody talks about. You know he's he, you know and he 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 had a twenty one yard run, but the rest of his carries, I mean, for the day he was a three seven guy. And if you're averaging three seven, you're you're pedestrian at best in the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. now some of that's the offensive line, but I don't know. It does seem weird though that Tom Brady and wouldn't you know? By the way, so we've got this is twenty twenty right, and this is Tampa. We can't have nice things. So the Lightning are going to probably win the Stanley Cup. I say that. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um the Rays, they're not hitting very well as we speak, so maybe they won't win the World Series. But they but all three teams, including this one, of course, this one would have has the most national attention and they haven't won anything. They haven't won a game. But because Brady and Gronk are here, I mean, of all the years for not a single fan. Oh, I know. Not a single fan to go to a game and cheer their lungs out. Not a single fan to maybe have a parade if somebody wins a world title. 
Is that the most 2020 Tampa thing in the world? Yeah, it's the most Tampa thing ever. Yeah, but it, it's it so is still, right. But yeah, and it, when you think about it, the last time the the Lightning won a Stanley Cup, we didn't get to have that next season opening exactly. night. It was two years later because it was a lockout the season after they won. It was the a lockout, and when the Bucks won, they didn't they they didn't get to go to the White House because there was right. a war. And then the next year they had to open it back in Philadelphia, which no one has done before or since as right. a Super Bowl champion. So Tampa, yeah, it's Tampa. That's it's right. the most Tampa thing ever. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, let's talk about the Lightning. Uh, they play tonight. Tom, I stayed up. I'm blurry-eyed. You know how much I love the playoffs when you would go cover them and I'd have radio by myself. Um, but the worst part about it is these games are so late, and it seems like so many of them go to overtime. What was it, like their fifth overtime game in the playoffs so far? Yeah. Um, including one that was five overtime, <laughs> so that should really count as like five games. But um, I don't know. I mean, no Braden point. You know, um, obviously Stamkos hasn't played. Uh, you know, he had some guys getting nicked up in during the game, Kucherov and whatnot. And, you know, it was a an awful, basically a whiff uh, on a slap shot by, uh. by Shattenkirk that leads to a two-on-one, and you lose in two overtimes. And now it's 3-2. Now, 3-1 is different than 3-2 because 3-1 almost nobody ever comes back from in a, in a, in a conference final. I mean, I think it's like under 5%. However... The fact of the matter is, as we as we go into this game six uh, tonight, it's three two, and That's you know right. what it was when they uh, played the Pittsburgh Penguins a few years ago in the yeah. Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, they were up three two. Oh, mm-hmm. the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. You know what it was two years ago when they played the Washington Capitals? They were up three two. Oh, and the Washington Capitals went on to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Why should Lightning fan not be nervous right now? They should be nervous right now. They absolutely should be nervous right now. And again, you're right, Rick. They're 0-5, I think, in their last yes. five opportunities to, to close out the Eastern Conference Final. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Against Pittsburgh, against Washington, I think they were playing better teams. I think those teams were better than they were. This Maybe. Islanders team, while gritty, while tough, while certainly giving it everything they have, they're not better than Lightning, even without Braden Point, even without Stephen Stamkos. Lightning's still the better team. And here's the thing. I watched the end of that Clippers Nuggets game the other night, and the Clippers looked scared to death in the fourth quarter of that game. They had deer in the headlights. They uh, did. I don't. I don't think the Lightning choked away. I mean, yeah, Shattenkirk, that was an awful play. But they. Well, I don't think we can question their effort. I don't think they were. I don't think they shrunk in the moment the other night. I think the Lightning played really well and just ended up not winning that game. But, but they scored one goal. They and, scored and, one goal. And so the and they had a four minute power play. They had a four minute power play to close out the game. That's right. right. And they couldn't right. score. Here's the thing, Rick, and, I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna sound like I'm throwing somebody else under the bus here, but it's an interesting. I saw this tweet the other night. So there's a guy in Pittsburgh by the name of Dejan uh, Kovacevic, I think is there, or Kovacevic. I'm sorry, Dejan Kovacevic. He used to be a longtime hockey writer for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, then became a columnist there. Now he has his own website. It's called DK Sports. 
mm-hmm. and it's a it's like his own athletic for Pittsburgh yeah. sports, and it does really well. So he tweeted out after the game the other night, and he, he talked about Shattenkirk, you know, whipped on the puck, and he said, you know, whatever, double double OT, whatever. And he said, it's a series again. Bolts never win until they win. And there's something to that sentence that I know exactly what he's talking about. Like, until they prove it, we have to question if they're going to win this, win a game when it matters. These are, yes, they came through against Columbus. And yes, they've won big games, you know, going back to the Stanley Cup year when they went to the, when they went to the final and lost to Chicago. But Rick, I mean, you mentioned it. They had two chances against Pittsburgh to wrap up that series, including a game six at home. Couldn't win it. They had two games against Washington, including a game seven at home. Didn't score a goal the last two games. Didn't in the series. score, and I was gonna, I was just going to say, you know, how many goals did they score the other night? Uh, that would be one. One, one. So they've scored one game in three closeout in their last three closeout games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, one goal. Yeah. So until they prove it, yeah, well, I, I don't think you could sit here and say. I mean, like I said, I don't question their heart. I don't question their determination. I think they played well. And the I think night. you're right. I, I thought think they were the better, better team. team. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. They were the better team, and I thought they played better in that game. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the night, what's the series? The series is not over. And the thing that would frustrate me if I'm a Lightning, I still think they're going to win this series. But here's the thing. They're, we could talk all the most important things that happened during the playoffs in hockey. The most important thing clearly is goaltending. You've got to have really good goaltending to mm-hmm. win a Stanley Cup. You know what the second most, in my mind, the second most important thing or the second most determining factor is how healthy are you as you go along here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This look, game five, I'm telling you, took a lot out of them. Now, it took a lot out of the Islanders, too. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like the Lightning were the only team playing in double overtime the other night. Right. But if they move on, they advance. This is now another game that you have to play game six where somebody else could get hurt. You could definitely lose somebody. You could lose Kucherov. You could lose, you could lose your goaltender. You I could mean, lose Hedman. Yeah, anybody and, and can. And here's the thing about that last game, which you know you mentioned they both paid a price, and they did. But, yeah, you don't want to have to play an extra game. And I think it was uh, the Islanders blocked 62 shots, Tom. Oh, it was and unbelievable. the Lightning blocked 61. And there were more blocked shots than shots. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Those guys were all just selling out, you know, I'm going to take it off my body. I'm going to take it off my face. I'm going to whatever I got to do. I'm going to lay down in front of this slap shot. And and they were all willing to do that on both both sides, which – you're going to feel that in the morning. I mean, you can't. If you're, going to go out there, you're going to go out there and play that way again. Absolutely. I'm telling you what, and they better. You better not get to a game seven. They they better not lose oh, game no, six no, no, because no, no, if no. it goes to a game seven, then all everything we're talking about right now, all the mojo is is gone. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't want to be. They didn't want to play a game six. Whereas yeah. the Islanders like sign sign them up for a game seven right oh, now. Let me They're, tell you something. You think losing four in a row as a Presidents Cup Trophy oh. winner to Columbus was bad? Try losing, try losing that many games when you have a three-one lead to go to the Stanley Cup and not finish that deal. Right, and you look back and you think of all the opportunities. Oh man, we had a four-minute power play to end the game. Yeah, end the third period, start Shad the overtime because turn, Shatkirk yeah. turns it over. All the things that happen. Yeah, and I still think they're the better team, Rick. I still think they're going to win this series. But can they win without Braden Point? I mean. I mean, they've proven they can win without Stamkos. Yeah, and, they've, and I think they've kind of proven they can win without point. I mean, they were good enough to win the other night. They just, but they didn't. But yeah, they I don't didn't. want. I don't. I don't want to find out. So Let's put it that way. I don't want to find out. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think they. I, I've said all along that I think Victor had after Vasilevsky because goaltending oh, obviously that's a different. That's like having pitching in baseball, you know, right? But 
I think Victor Hedman's their best player, the guy that they can at least afford to lose. Uh, but Braden Point was next on my list. I mean, I'd I'd rather play without Kucherov than Point. Um, really? Yeah, wow. I do. I would. I don't know. Kucherov's funny. I mean, he scored a big goal the other night, uh, a couple nights ago, when he scored in the last ten seconds of the game. Um, like he'll come up. I I don't think he. I think he gained a reputation that's unfair in recent years to some fans that he disappears in big moments. I actually think that's he the scores opposite. a lot of goals. It's yeah, hard he to scores say he disappears. and, I, and, and he scores assists, big goals. I mean, he sets so many guys yeah. up, you know. But he's also one of those guys too. And I, I'm. This is just. I don't have any any statistics to back it up. I'm just. It just just seems like it happens. If the next time that the that you see the Islanders go into the Lightning Zone for like two minutes at a time and just cycle and just are all over them. I swear, if you rewind, if you go on your DVR and rewind it, it all started with some stupid pass in the neutral zone by Kucherov. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just up against the board, just blindly throws it somewhere. Yep, chucks it um, out there. He's yeah. he's again most exciting player on the ice. Could, could for both teams could get yeah. end up in either net. Um, <laughs> but it's I still think they're the better team. I still think they're the they're the they'll win this series. But the longer it drags on, obviously, the more nervous you get. And I I don't I wouldn't just dismiss it and say. I, there was something about that tweet that the guy in Pittsburgh until they never win until they win, mm-hmm. and uh, I know exactly what he meant by that. That there you have this uneasy feeling that until they wrap it up, um, you question them. You know what? Yeah. What have they proven otherwise? Well, I don't Except think they the want to lose two thousand when he went to the final. Yeah, I don't think they want to lose Game Six. I can tell you that tonight. I mean, and uh, again, I don't know what anyone's status is going to be, you know, part of me thought that maybe point was a good idea to hold him out because you had a three, one lead and because you want him, you know, as as close to healthy as you can for the, for the final, not that you were assuming you were going to go to the final, but you, you know, if you're going to take a chance to not play a guy, that would be the game. Um, Now I don't know if he's able to play. I don't know if he's going to play as we do this podcast. We're still several hours, many hours away from, uh, from, from them playing. So, yeah, my thing know, with, with Braden Point, I, somebody else mentioned that to me. Like, did you think they held him out? And I obviously don't know, but do, would they have held him out because they had a 3-1 lead in the series? And my thing is, man, that's a dangerous game to play. If you're, yep. It's not like it's not like a best of, you know, 99 series and you got a, you know, a 50-3 to three lead. Right. I mean, this is, it's a seven-game series. There aren't many games here. You can't afford to give any of them away. Exactly. So I think if he was healthy enough to play, I, I'll be curious to see, you know, Stamkos apparently is, practicing again and uh, i don't you think he plays i don't think he ever plays i don't know i don't know like i remember covering that pittsburgh series back in 2016 i guess it was right and uh and he went to the eastern conference final and he was practicing every day and he was on the road with the team and we were around his locker every day and like well that's the year he had the i think he had the blood clot and he's like oh, we'll see we'll see we'll see and then all of a sudden we showed up for game seven and pre-game warm-ups there he was he just showed yeah. up and he was on the ice, so maybe I'm be- sure the intent is to at least get him on the ice because if they do win a cup and he doesn't get to play even one game, that would be tragic. Oh, it would be. It would be because that's the only thing missing from his career at this point. And can't it? you just stand him out there in the circle during the power play and say, "Hey, we're going to get it to you. Take a one timer and, and then skate off." And do, I do mean, nothing. if you're, I mean, I, if they're if they go back to twelve forwards and six defensemen, yeah, you he's healthy enough then. just to play power play. He might be worth it on that power play. That's what Look, I'm it's, saying. It's a goal or two. Uh, they scored one power play goal the other night. They Rick, we're talking about the, yeah. the Stanley Cup finals right now. Right. They were 0 for four. Yeah. So you know Yeah, and it and it looks out of sync. And I can understand why because that's like your biggest it's it's like taking 
Alexander Ovechkin away from the from the Capitals. When you notice when when he's not out there. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, well, let's uh, we'll wrap it up real quick. Uh, the Rays, any thoughts with them uh, as they are not hitting and head off into the postseason here? And they're gonna wrap. You no, know it makes me nervous days. now, Rick. I'm nervous. Uh, the Yankees are getting hot. That's the. Yeah, the I don't even know who the best team is in the American League. They're they're all good. Like the teams that are that are going to oh, make the White the Sox. I think we're uh, we're the, near the top. The Yankees are only like three and a half back as we do this podcast. The and they're starting to hit, and now they're getting yeah. healthy again. Stanton's coming back. Yeah. They're, um, they'll be a tough out, right? Judge, will, you assume Judge will be back at some point, right? Or, right. Um, I don't know for but... playoff. He'll be healthy, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like the American, like in the American League West, Oakland's a really good team. Not a Chapman injury hurts them a little bit, but I think that's a really good team. Uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota, I like Minnesota a lot. It's they're and then you mentioned the White Sox. The White Sox are boy, they're really good. Yeah. So I that's the thing. They're I don't even know who I want to play in the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs clearly, right? I don't. What are you seeing from What are you seeing from them right now? I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, I swear to God, I don't know how they're doing. it. I don't know it. who their best I, player is. I well, I I mean, it's one. It's the sum of their parts. It always has been. But like the the number of pitchers that they've had come up and do good things, um, you know, I don't know where they'd be without Brandon Lau. I can tell you that, and he went through a slump of his own, um, you know. But they, you know. They were in a dark tunnel hitting, and then they came out of it, and they were hot for a while, and now they're in a complete funk. And Willie Adamas can't hit at the trop, even though he did oh last year gosh. in the postseason. But he's he's lost. Meadows was kind of lost, and now he's starting to get a little hot. But, I mean, as a team, they, they haven't scored many. You know, they had one game where they had a breakout, but – yeah, G Man Choi, that hurts. Uh, that hurt them bad. Yeah, I thought. you don't realize think, he's one of the. He's one of. He's like an Andre Palat guy for the he's Lightning. A glue like, guy. You don't, yeah. yeah, you don't notice him or Ben Zobrist. Until you back don't in the day. have him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a good hitter makes a lot of contact, but also everybody likes him. He's got. He's got a smile on his face. He's got joy, you know, to play the game and and uh, probably keeps things loose. So that was a big loss. So yeah, I don't know. I I think I just Kevin keep Cash waiting, Rick, for that great job. But yeah, no, but I keep waiting for that. I just want to see all of a sudden Snell come out and go eight innings one day and throw two hits over eight innings, and then the next day Charlie Morton <laughs> yeah. come out and do the same thing, and then Tyler Glass come out and do the same a thing. a no-hitter, yeah. Yeah, I just want to see, like, go they a haven't week put it together. where yeah, their pitching staff just dominates people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they haven't done that. And I like Nick Anderson as a closer. So we're – I don't know. The, to me, baseball doesn't – like, it started and then it's done. You know, like, that's been the – quickest season in my lifetime so we're almost at the playoffs if you're gonna put an asterisk by something it would be baseball um you know because i all the double headers and the guy on second the extra innings and you know they changed the rules uh quite a bit to try to get through these 60 games and then now now they're gonna put them in a bubble tom would you like to go in a bubble for baseball no i don't think so (laughs) i just it's weird weird. i i I understand why they're doing it cut down on travel play more games but short- you're not home and away. You're not traveling. You know, you're you're in a kind of a neutral ballpark. I mean, that's different, right? I do think is we're talking about no fans at the games. I do think there's probably something about no. Now Willie Adamas wouldn't agree with that, but I do think there would probably be something about being comfortable at home, about yeah. playing playing in your sleeping home stadium your and and yeah, sleeping in your own bed, but also feeling more comfortable in your own clubhouse. That everything absolutely you know? there would be. Yeah, so I think it's just uh, look. They're doing. I I applaud every effort 
made by every league it's to try to figure it out. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm fine with the guy on second base to start innings. I'm yeah. fine with the seven inning doubleheaders. Uh, it's not permanent. It's not going to be forever. This is right. what we have to do in order to play games. Then I get it. But it is. It's. It does feel like a an asterisk type season. Great talking with you as always. Let's do it again uh, tomorrow. Maybe perhaps we'll discuss a little Big Ten college football, and uh, we can check you out in your newsletter on pointer dot org. That's p o y n t e r. So uh, I'm guessing we're how many days until the election now? I think it's seven weeks. Wow. I think I think, I think we're seven weeks away. Gonna yeah. be here before you know it, man. I know it, and we're seven weeks away from the election, and seven months away from knowing who won the election. So it's getting <laughs> getting close, getting tight. <laughs> That's right. Who's gonna Who's gonna declare the president first? Us or Venezuela? I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, follow Tommy on on Pointer Org. Thanks, Tom. All right, brother. Hey, tomorrow we're gonna go back to back with Tom Jones. Going to talk a little college football in the Big Ten is coming back. How did this all happen? And we'll recap game six of your Eastern Conference final with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. That's on tomorrow's podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.